Greetings, innovators. I wanted to talk to you about Anchor. Have you heard of it? If you haven't, guess what? You've already been informally introduced because Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. And I know that because that's how I create my podcast, Vividly Speaking with Dr. Vivid. It's free. It's loaded with a ton of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast. And you can do it from your phone. If you're on the go doing a lot of interviews, you can do it from your computer. And also, you don't even have to do the heavy lifting when it comes to distribution. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, you heard that. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. Therefore, it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more platforms. And Anchor also helps you make money. Yes, Yes, and there aren't any minimum listenership rules with their sponsorship. So it's essentially everything you need to make a podcast, a successful podcast, a less stressful podcast (laughs) in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tell them Dr. Vivid sent you. Greetings, innovators. How you doing? How's it going? How are you? Welcome to another episode of Vividly Speaking with who else but me, Dr. Vivid. I am so excited for today's episode. I hope that you guys had a safe Labor Day holiday. I hope that you are well rested and prepared to jump back into a productive week. So let's get right into it, okay? So you guys, after the holiday weekend, I am ready to jump into a very busy week, but I got to start off my week in a fantastic fashion because as you guys are hearing this episode, I am so excited to announce that my good, good girlfriend, one of my best friends, the one and only Rabia Kamara, the queen of sugar spice and everything ice cream. She competed on Ben and Jerry's Clash of the Cones. Oh my gosh. It premiered three weeks ago. Last night was the last episode and who pulled out the W? My girl, I'm so proud of her. She won three of four challenges. Come on now. Come on. Let's give it up for the Black Girl Magic. Let's give it up for the Black joy of it all. I'm so excited. If you guys have never tasted a Rabia Kamara creation, I suggest that you skedaddle onto Richmond, Virginia and visit her shop, Ruby Scoops. Ruby Scoops is in Richmond, Virginia. It has been there since the pandemic. Let's give it up for a woman who can make a business thrive in the midst of so much chaos and crazy. I'm so proud of my girl. But she went and competed in Vermont. Um, It premiered on Food Network for four episodes. And when I tell you she killed it, she smashed. So not only will her flavor, her signature flavor, be available in the local Ben and Jerry's, baby, she also walked away with $20,000. 
I love, I love my little self-made horns. So I'm excited. Go to Instagram and visit Ruby Scoops IC as an ice cream. So Ruby Scoops IC, tell her congratulations, show her some love. And if you are in Richmond, Virginia, or feel like taking the trip, please stop in the Ruby Scoops. We love it. I love it. And girl, when you hear this, know that we love you. I love seeing my friends win. I love cheering them on. I love seeing the process from the beginning of their vision to the manifestation, the blossoming, the blooming. And guess what? It's only up, up, up and away from here. You know what? That's what y'all need to do today. Text one or two of your good friends, your members of your tribe, and tell them how proud of them you are. Give them some motivation. Give them some pep in their step. Cheer for them today. I dare you, okay? So in other news, my kids are batshit crazy. They have been (laughs) out of their mind this week, so I wanted to take time and talk to the parents for a second. Listen, Your kids are having to deal with socialization all over again if they're going back to school or daycare, so they're a little bit wonky right now. Also, I have an eight-year-old and a two-year-old, so my day can go from weird to crazy to marvelous to what is happening in about five minutes. But what I've learned to do for myself as a parent is to take what I call mommy breaks. And those mommy breaks consist of me stepping away when I get frustrated, when I get really upset, when I get overwhelmed. And it's not because I feel like I'm going to do something crazy. It's because I need space to process what goes on and to make myself feel a little bit calmer, a little bit better about the fact that, hey, things got a little bit out of control. But it's not my fault. Is this developmentally appropriate? Yes. Is it a little irritating? Hell yeah. But we got this. We're going to rock and roll. But first, let me take a pause. So I like to sit outside in my backyard, take a moment and breathe. I also love um, working out in the evening, um, the nighttime, because that way, by the time I work out, I'm getting all that frustration out or um, getting out whatever thoughts I need to process while I'm going through my sets. And then I take my shower. Um, by that time, they're in bed. So I'm taking my shower and I have my time to listen to my music, listen to some of my favorite podcasts, including my own now. (laughs) Did y'all like my laugh? Okay, okay. So I like to take moments to myself and say, what did I get right? What frustrated me? What am I going to do about it tomorrow or in the next few hours, the next few minutes? Um, And what do I need? Do I need to ask for help? Do I need to ask for advice from another member of my tribe? Or do I need just to accept that this is a moment that is developmentally appropriate and it too shall pass? We got a lot of pressure on ourselves as parents. So I like to take as many moments as I can to remind myself that defiance or disobedience or craziness in the house is normal. It's not a reflection of parenting. It's a reflection of kids trying to find their space in the world and you try to help them navigate it while they're finding their space. That was it for my mommy rant. But to all the parents out there, I see you. I see you. I understand. Take a moment for yourself. 
then I found out that Michael K. Williams passed. Ugh, my heart. My heart. There have been so many actors, entertainers that have been passing, of course, during the pandemic due to, due to COVID, but we have lost so many people due to drug overdose, um, substance abuse, and Michael K. Williams was a phenomenal actor from The Wire, um, Boardwalk Empire, one of my most recent faves. He played his role in Lovecraft Country, um, even his freaking tribute to DMX. That man had so much range, so much passion. And when I saw him um, dancing on the interwebs, just vibing out, I thought, this is a man who just deserves happiness. And may his soul rest in peace. There are a lot of things that we struggle with, that we wrestle with day to day. Don't struggle. Don't wrestle. Don't fight in silence. Let people know what you need help with. Let people know what you're trying to push through. Let people know when things are getting a little bit too heavy to carry on your own. And let people know how you're feeling. Because you matter. We love you. We need you here. Again, rest in peace to Mr. Michael K. Williams. And with that being said, let's get into our next segment, okay? What goes on here? What's happening? Texas, I am talking to you. Over the last few days, I have been watching in horror as some out of touch, disrespectful <laughs> lawmakers and ethical code breakers in Texas have been putting nothing but tragedy into the atmosphere. The fact that you have women in Texas that aren't able to get safe abortions to terminate pregnancy without the threat of legal action, the fact that people who are trying to assist them and getting these safe abortions are being targeted for legal action, the fact that they're trying to get you to whistleblow in a dangerous fashion because someone chose to make a decision about their body in a safe manner is wild. And no matter what you feel, if you're pro-choice, you're pro-life, I want you to understand that Banning abortion or making abortions illegal does not decrease the amount of abortions. In fact, you will see an increase in unhealthy, dangerous abortion methods that usually result in 
people being harmed, injured, or dying. If we really want to save lives, we will allow people to manage their own health decisions, be able to make decisions about their ability to raise children, to bring life into the world. I am very much pro-choice. And I'm not trying to persuade anyone to any side. I'm just wanting to bring to your attention that this is very dangerous. Allowing the government to tell us what we can and cannot do with our bodies when we are simply trying to pursue a safe method that we feel will enhance our quality of life. There are people who are survivors of rape, incest. There are people who have found out that they have conditions that could possibly cause irreparable damage to their bodies, to their reproductive systems, to the children that they are carrying or to the fetuses, the embryos that they are carrying. And they have to make very hard decisions. There are people out here who realize that, hey, I'm not ready for this. This was unexpected. And I don't have any of the tools, resources, or support to see this through. And now they're being put in a position that possibly could cause more physical, emotional, financial, mental harm. Stay out of my uterus, please. And you know what disgusts me the most? Is that it's a bunch of older, conservative, weird white men who feel like they must constantly speak about my vagina, my uterus, you know, all of it, my fallopian tubes. Why? Why are you so concerned with the things that are going on internally in my being? Don't you have your own body to worry about, sir, little boy? Please direct your attention to the fact that you need a better infrastructure because when a natural disaster hits, we need people to be able to have access to generators, access to clean water. Pay attention to the fact that there are numerous people that are now dealing with an influx of COVID diagnoses. And we need to make sure that those people can see it through, fight through it, and get better. Pay attention to the fact that there are a bunch of kids going to school and they need this school year to be as safe and productive as possible. Pay attention to the fact that Flint still needs clean water. So if you want to divert your attention to something that's not fully Texas and you got extra time, there you go. Pay attention to the fact that there are still people 
in your state that feel oppressed, marginalized, and minimized. Yeah. Pay attention to those things. Stay out of our uteruses. Stay out of my womb. Stay out. Stay out. Stay out. Because what other resources, what other support are you offering? None. 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 Because when that same person has the baby that they weren't prepared for, are you going to smirk and say little cheeky and ridiculous, disrespectful things when they need public assistance to help them find a new home? When they need SNAP or food stamp benefits? Because they weren't prepared? When they're looking for daycare and childcare because they have to work to take care of this new being? What are you doing? What are you doing to help? I wait. No, I won't because you don't have nothing for me. <sighs> what goes on? What's happening here? So today for our main mental health and wellness topic, I wanted to talk to you about being kind to yourself and the impact of that kindness. So a couple of days ago, I posted a status on Facebook um, in which I basically let people know that when I was growing up and even when I was in undergrad, a little bit in grad school, I, I dealt with this too. I would have people who would say some bitter, nasty things to me about being smart. I've always identified as a geek, as a nerd. One, because kids were calling me that <laughs> in school. But also I would see geeks and nerds in cartoons or some of my favorite shows and be like, I totally get them. I totally understand them. Um, but I dealt with some bullying. I dealt with some not so nice incidents where teachers and students would make remarks or say things to me about, oh, you think you're so smart or that's not going to last forever. Everybody has to fall. You're going to get knocked off your pedestal. Um, that was one of my favorite ones. You're going to get knocked off your pedestal because somebody said that to me so harsh and with so much bitterness in their little spirit in high school. And let me give you some context. I was never a cocky kid. Still don't consider myself a cocky person or arrogant person. I would just answer the questions I knew the answers to, help people out, chime in in conversations when I knew about something or I felt like I had something to, um, you know, to contribute. No, I'm not a kid who likes to hear their voice on a regular basis. It, so I didn't quite understand it. And I dealt with a lot of depression um, as a child for multiple reasons, but that definitely was a contributing factor in trying to find my fit. And a lot of times as I went through school, there would be periods where I would be, you know, preparing for a test, preparing for some big project. And sometimes those messages would play in my head. 
and I would hear people saying these nice things about me. And I would go, well, what's wrong with being smart? What's wrong with me trying? What's wrong with me wanting to be the best that I can be? Why are people so bothered by this? Maybe I'm not smart. Maybe I don't deserve these things. Maybe I am going to fall to pieces when the right pressure comes along. Child, child. I dealt with that for years. And sometimes I do still actively deal with those thoughts of self-doubt based on the messages that I got growing up. But the one thing that has really helped me, especially as an adult, was the ability to be kind to myself when other people weren't so kind to me. I mean, when I made a mistake, I could have a conversation with myself about, you know, okay, it's okay. You may cry now, but you could do it again. You could try harder. You can do it better. Um, when someone did say something to me that I didn't particularly care for, yeah, I cried. Definitely. But I would remind myself that there were other people that did love me and did like me for the things that I had to offer, for my intelligence, for my sense of humor, for my my kindness and my ability to be supportive and warm. There are so many messages we get growing up through social media, mainstream media, society. It is so important to take time and be kind to yourself, to stop and tell yourself, I love you. Like, I love you. I love you, Ashley. I love you, Dr. Vivid. To take time and remind yourself of the victories that you have. To take time and remind yourself that, damn, yesterday was hard, but I got through it. So proud of you. To take time and have conversations with yourself. I will always tell you it's healthy to have a conversation with yourself, whether it's internal monologue or you're talking to yourself out loud about the things you love about yourself, about the things that you're working hard to achieve, about the times that you thought it was really hard and you wanted to give up, but you pushed through. Recognizing what you have done, what you have accomplished, and reminding yourself about all the beautiful things that make you you. Whether it's your smile that you love, whether it's the fact that you give amazing hugs, whether it's the fact that your tribe, your friends, your family come to you for advice and they seem to always be so appreciative and so grateful and so thankful. Think about the time that you had this crazy dream, this crazy idea, and you didn't know exactly how it was going to pan out, but you thought, damn it, let me just give it a try. And it worked. You did it. Having those moments where you can congratulate yourself, love on yourself, like yourself out loud, cuts through the negative noise. It helps Actively fight those thoughts of self-doubt because you're putting into the atmosphere evidence of your greatness, evidence of the positive things connected to you in your name, evidence that you are an amazing person, evidence that, yeah, things get rough, but I seem to be resilient 
evidence that says that you are worthy, that you are lovable, that you are competent, that you are full of purpose, that you are full of ideas and vision that are going to impact the lives of not only those connected to you, but those don't even who don't even know you, but know they're ready for all you have to offer. So I want you to remember to take time out and really be kind to yourself. I stress this because so often things go wrong. We can vent and we can vent with ourselves just like we can have a good time with ourselves, right? We can vent and we can allow things to kind of weigh us down and we get to talking about things out loud and we can get stuck in a place where the negative information kind of gets played in this feedback loop and and we find ourselves just sitting there stagnant or when someone says something that negatively affects our mood or they don't agree with an idea or they just want to be bitter and whack a little bit lame and get us down that can stick with us we can replay that we start combing for evidence to support what they said and draining our own emotional banks, draining our energy. We put so much effort into discussing the things in our lives that go wrong. I dare you to put some of that same effort up on the table and actively talk about the things that are going right, that you've done right, the best decisions that you've made for yourself the things that you've done for your benefit, the things that you've added that have definitely enhanced your quality of life, the things that you are working on that are going to change your life. Talk about those things out loud with yourself. Journal about them. Write about them. Do it. You have gone through so much. You've seen so much. The world has thrown so much at you that you deserve to brag. You deserve to shine. You deserve all the flowers. You deserve a moment. So take it and be kind to you. It doesn't take much. I gave you a couple things you can start with telling yourself that you love yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself you love yourself. Say, I love you. When you finish something that was irking your nerves at work or at home, tell yourself, damn, you did it. I'm proud of you. When you're having a moment and you're emotional and you got to get it out, whether it be a primal grunt, a yell, a cry. Say to yourself, tell yourself, whew, that was a lot, but you got it out. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm glad you handled it the way you did. You're pushing through. You got this. Give yourself some love, man. The world is such a crazy place. So let's challenge that crazy. 
with a little bit of our own. How crazy can you be when it comes to loving yourself? When's the last time you have loved on yourself as hard as you loved on your last significant other, your child, your tribe, your family? You deserve that same affection, that same attention, that same adoration. Be good to you. That's one of the first steps of being well. Y'all, it's time for well mail. I love it. Thank you guys for submitting questions for this well mail segment. It's our first well mail. You can submit your questions, your comments to well mail by sending me an email at contact at drvivid.com. Also, if you're on these TikTok streets, you can always send me a question there, which that's actually where I'm getting our well mail from. If you follow me on Instagram, Dr. Vivid, you can send me a DM. Twitter, Dr. Vivid. Tweet me, tweet, tweet, baby, tweet, tweet. And we are going to read your question and I'm going to give my feedback. And you can always remain anonymous. So let me open this question. So every Sunday um, on TikTok at 8 p.m. Eastern time, I do something called Coat Chat with Dr. Vivid, where I answer questions and I walk through coping techniques and tools that people can use. I also clear up some mental health-related myths. I tell some funny mental health-related stories related to my life, things I've seen, and it's just a safe place. So one of the questions that I got from one of my TikTok friends that wishes to stay anon, it was a piggyback to a question that was asked during the coat chat. And one of the questions that was asked, and then I'm gonna link this question to it, was how do you deal with betrayal from family in regard to your mental health diagnoses? So we talked a lot about family during the Coke chat and people not understanding a mental health diagnosis and kind of just not being so kind, not being warm and not being supportive. And one of the things that I said was there are some people who are blissfully ignorant when it comes to mental health related issues. And one of the routes that we could go with our family and our friends is informing them about what's going on with us, what our diagnosis means for us, um, some of the things that occur with us emotionally and behaviorally as a result of our symptoms, and let them know how it makes us feel, how, how we have to function on our worst day, on a good day, um, what it looks like for us on a good day and a bad day, and also what it feels like for us when we get support, versus what it feels like for us when we don't feel like we're in a supportive environment and how that can affect and impact our symptoms as well, because it's really true. Um, I'm going to tell you all plain as day, 
you always will see a better prognosis with clients who have a supportive tribe, whether that be blood family, family that they have found. You're going to find a better prognosis when you have really supportive family and friends in your corner that are understanding and the things that they don't understand, they're willing to learn, they're willing to listen. Sometimes there won't be any level of comprehension on certain subjects because they haven't gone through it and that's okay. But the important thing to remember is they were, they're there. It's, it's always great to have support. That's, that's, that's the bottom line. Um, no matter if you're dealing with a mental health diagnosis or not, having a supportive tribe makes a difference in your life. So to our ticket talketh friend, um, they were asking, okay, so how do we deal with the fact that they don't want to be supportive? And to them, I respond, and to you out there who may find yourself in a similar situation or relationship with your family, I say this. Families aren't bound by blood. No. You have a family that you are born with, and then you have a family that you are blessed with. There are friends that are your family. There are people out there who understand you, who understand what you're going through and are willing to be there for you, are willing to be an ear, are willing to be a shoulder, are willing to be the, do you need to talk? They're there. That's your blessed family. The family that you are blessed with. Those that we share the same last name, some of the same DNA with, it can be complex when they don't have the emotional intelligence or the bandwidth to understand what's going on with us when it comes to a mental health diagnosis. There are so many things that they have been probably fed um, through mainstream media or social media that aren't right their lies or it's been hyped up for the sake of media portrayal. There's so many things that they just may not understand because they weren't explained um, the importance of mental health and wellness. They, no one talked to them about that. There are a lot of things, especially in the African-American community that are just hush, hush, taboo. Ain't nothing wrong with you. Ain't nothing wrong with you. Or it's blamed on drugs or it's blamed on um, some type of lapse in faith. Oh, you need to pray about it. Oh, you need to go to church. Oh, if you were more focused on God. Oh, if you did this, it would work out for you. Newsflash, there are pastors that are depressed as hell. There are nuns that deal with anxiety. There are bishops, deacons, rabbis that have contemplated suicide. So please do not believe that your mental health related issue is due to some type of loss of faith or your faith in a higher power not being strong enough. No, 
That's not it. But those beliefs, some people do believe those things. And unfortunately, you can't change how people think. You can't change everyone's mind. You can try to persuade, you can try to influence, but the switch has to be done on their end. So find people who accept you. Find people who are willing to make that switch for you or willing to do research to understand, are willing to understand when you're having a bad day that this is not something that you're trying to do on purpose. This is something that you're fighting through, going through. Find those people and embrace them as your family. Also, you don't have to have conversations with them that can trigger you. If you feel like it's not going anywhere, remove yourself from the situation. If you feel like they're ganging up on you, remove yourself from the situation. And remember, it's not you, it's them. It's their mental rigidity that is causing the disconnect, not you. Because I don't want you to feel like I should have never shared it anyway and be silent about what you're going through. You just heard my cat come in. I don't want you to think about, oh, no, this is why I keep it all to myself and I keep it all bottled in. No, because you don't deserve that. There are people ready to embrace you. Be embraced by those people. Now, I'm not saying that you have to completely ignore your family. But for some of you, you may have to. I'm just being honest. I am saying that you can shield yourself from unnecessary distress. If you try to have one or two conversations about what's going on with you and you're met with backlash or you're met with ignorance, close the conversation. You don't have to defend yourself here. You know, you and your mental health diagnoses are not on trial. Your family is not the judge and the jury. These are just people that you thought would benefit from knowing what was going on with you so you could communicate and interact better with them and that you could get support. They don't make rulings on your life. They don't get to put you in a box or put you in a category or tell you that you're wrong about what you are still learning about yourself. So if you find yourself in a situation where you're dealing with a lack of support, remember that there are people out there for you. If you find yourself in a situation where you feel like you're talking to a wall, I would suggest that you talk to a therapist, a counselor. I would suggest that you talk to someone who has space for you to be heard and is not so consumed with fallacy, saving face, or stuck in a place of ignorance. Because that's stress that you don't need. We deal with rejection by going where we're wanted. 
we deal with rejection by going where we're wanted, going where we're loved, going where we're accepted. And sometimes when that rejection comes from those that we feel should be closest to us, it's a really hard pill to swallow that we have to go elsewhere. But elsewhere is what's going to find, what's going to help you find emotional relief. Again, this applies to people who are dealing with rigidity and pushback and rejection and just, I don't get it, you know? After you try to explain, after you try to inform, if there's still that negative energy, take yourself elsewhere. And if you need help in terms of finding that elsewhere, reach out to me so we can help you build your tribe. Thank you for your well-mailed submission. I love my TikTok fam. I'm, I'm new over there, but they've been showing me love. Uh, again, you are welcome to submit your well-mailed via contact at drvivid.com. DM me on Instagram. I'm Dr. Vivid. I'm also on Twitter. I am Dr. Vivid. So I can't wait to read the rest of your submissions for our next episode. And as always, be well. All right, it's time to take a beat while I tell you about some of the things that I have been listening to that have fed my spirit, given me joy, hyped me up in these music streets. All right, guys, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna hold you, as we say in D.C., not even gonna hold you, man. When I tell you, I have been listening to Sir Drake, the Champagne Poppy, Certified Lover Boy, since it dropped. Um, it's real. Let me tell you why this gives me joy. Um, there are numerous chats on this album that just speak to the spirit of ratchetness and hip-hop and rap lover in me when I tell you okay so I'm gonna tell you my my favorite songs on the album because they're 21 tracks um the ones that have been getting repeat repeat Yeba's heartbreak first of all baby if you don't know who Yeba is shame on you shame Shame, shame. Yabba is a vocal beast. And the fact that this man just put her on a track and was like, here, this is yours. Do whatever you're going to do. I know you're going to do it. That warmed my spirit. (laughs) So that, um, no friends in the industry. I've seen everybody quoting lines from this song. It's a bop. For sure. Another one of my faves is Fair Trade, and that has Travis Scott on it. It was one of the first songs that I was like, yeah, you know, and I listened to this from the beginning. Um, and I was like, yeah, this is this is speaking to me. But the one that has been getting me hype, that had me whipping through the streets of Northeast DC the other night with my kids in the car having a moment 
where it was a flashback to me like getting ready for a night out because y'all know I don't go on, I don't go nowhere. First of all, we in a panini press, pan pizza pandemic, and also I'm a mom of two, but I can I can dream, I can dream. It brought me back to the days, baby. Of course, that song is Knife Talk with 21 Savage and Project Pat. First of all, when you hear the beat, you just like, oh, I'm gonna lose my mind. I lost my mind when that song came on in my little Toyota RAV4. I lost my mind. My kids were like, she is so hyped. And then um, my youngest human, Jojo, she started chanting me on, hey, hey, hey. I said, yes. Chant with me and our ancestors. Hype your mother up. Come on, Drake. Oh, so really, it's a really great album. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth. I haven't listened all the way through. I listened in chunks. Because this is something about sometimes with Drake albums, I like to pick the beginning or the end or the middle and start there and then roll through in in chunks. I'm not saying that has anything to do with the quality of the album. That's just something that I like to do from time to time. But those are my favorites. And I know y'all like, what, you not talk about any of the R&B cuts? They're cool, but I needed that hype in my life. So, boom, there it is. Also... Um, like I told you in the last episode, Kirby, Breaker Hard for Me is still on repeat. Um, another album that I have been listening to is Willow. Yes, the Willow Smith. Lately, I Feel Everything. Um, Transparent Soul with Travis Barker. Travis Barker is on a lot. Well, a couple of her songs on this album. And I love it. Transparent Soul is one of my favorite songs. Also, Come Home, um, Lipstick. I love that. It's something about Willow's vocals, the the drums, the the guitar, the riffs, the her unabashed freedom on these tracks that just feeds my soul and makes me feel good. So if you haven't checked it out and you're into alternative, Willow is definitely for you. Another song um, that I love, it's an artist named Doe. I actually danced to this song a couple of weeks ago. It's called I Try. A very beautiful song. It resonates within my spirit because there are some times where we try to be our best, do our best, show up. And we're like, man, I'm tired. (laughs) And she just so beautifully takes us through what it feels like to go through life and have moments where people are watching you and expecting things from you. And sometimes you don't meet their expectations or it doesn't look like what they want it to look like. And the response is, listen, I tried, but I'm tired. And I just love her song. I love this song. I love the artistry. She's a dope artist. Check her out, Doe. And that's D-O-E. Um, she actually released this last year, but that's it. Those are the songs that have been in my spirit right now. Um, any other songs that have been played mostly have been kids' songs. The damn chicken wing song um, is played a lot in my house and a lot of Coco Melon tracks. But those are the grown-up songs that I've really been into. And let me know what you've been listening to. I love to hear it. Tell me. 
the next time so we can discuss and debate about your music taste. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I would love to hear what makes you take a beat. Today's do-it-yourself coping skill and tool that you can use on your own is get up. Come on, just get up. A lot of the time, we just need to get moving. I told you the mind and the body are connected. When you are feeling down, anxious, you feel an episode looming, do something that makes your body move. If that means I need to walk around the house, take a walk around the neighborhood, walk outside in your backyard, go for a run, a jog, exercise, dance in your house, dance in your mirror, in your bathroom. Do it. Do it. Have a dance party in your basement by yourself or with a significant other, a cool friend of your kids. Do it. Do it. Get moving. You get the blood pumping. You get some of those neurochemicals moving. Movement can help release a lot of tension that is created by our stressors. So sometimes that quick walk, that quick little step, it can make a big difference. I love to dance around when I'm having a moment. I also am a fan of walking. Sometimes I would just take off walking when I lived, um, where before I moved, I would just walk around, around the playground, by the creek, around the neighborhood with my kids, or sometimes on my own. And not only does it get my body moving, but it gave, it got my body moving, but it also gave me time to get out of the environment that I was in that may have felt like it was suffocating me, whether it had been the the tone of the information I was receiving in the environment, whether I just needed some sunlight and some fresh air. Moving does so much. And especially where the weather is, where it is now, we're in that weird, I'm in DC, so we're in that weird pocket where it's like almost fall and it may come back with a gotcha, gotcha summer. (laughs) So while the weather is calm and cooperating with you, get out there, walk, run, exercise, dance, you know, swim if you can while it's still warm. Do something that makes your body feel good. It will get your heart pumping in the right way. I love when my heart is pumping due to a good workout or some good movement as opposed to me being stressed out. (laughs) I love sweating because I had a good workout and not because I'm in the middle of an anxiety attack. I love walking, not because I'm walking away from some BS, but because I just need time to clear my mind. Get moving. Get on up. That's your DIY for the week. All right, 
right guys, it's time for the cool down. So what we're gonna do now is take a deep breath in, and let it out. Take a deep breath in and let it out. I want you to clench your fist tightly, tightly, tightly. Now release them. Wiggle your fingers. Take a deep breath in and let it out. I want you to scrunch up your toes tightly, tightly, tightly. Release them. Wiggle. Wiggle those toes. Deep breath in and let it out. I want you to take your shoulders and push them up towards your ears and hold them, hold them, hold them. Take a deep breath in, let them drop, let it out. I want you to roll your head around on one side. Take a deep breath in, let it out. Roll your head to the other side. Take a deep breath in, let it out. I want you to remind yourself that you can conquer the day and that you are in control. This has been The Cool Down. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for the support. Remember to submit your well mail, to subscribe to the podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. We are on Spotify, and it's growing and growing, Pocket Cast. Thank you so much for all the support. Thank you for believing in me, and thank you for trusting me for with bringing all things mental health and wellness to you. So until the next episode, hydrate, moisturize your hair and your face, you know, exfoliate your whole body, water your plants, take a nap when you can. No, you need to get gas now. You're not going to want to do it in the morning. Be great. and. Do it like it's your beat day. Baby, come on, Jocelyn. We love it here. We love it. See you next time.